anyone has the ability to create like a deep fake now. You just reminded me of something that every broker should know about this spoof attack that happened to someone in our company. Their dad had done some charity work, got a call from the charity, like one of the head people running the charity. It was in her voice and it was saying, hey, I need you to go and buy some gift cards for this conference that we're doing. And he had given to this cause before. So he's already like warmed up to this person. Come to find out is a total AI hack. It was a spoof, like asking for, you know, this gift card thing. And so I'm cognizant to say like, even you, you have so much content online now. Like it's very possible a BRICS agent could get a phone call from Scott Peckford in your voice. And they could be asking for you to do something for them. And so everyone needs to be aware of this. They need to know that this is possible. Like you hang up the phone and you call Scott to make sure it's actually him. And you need to be really careful on the fraud side. But I think AI will be able to help. I don't phone many people, but yes, that's a terrifying thought. It is. It is. The most inspiring stories from today's most successful mortgage brokers. Join your host, Scott Peckford, on I Love Mortgage Brokering. Five tips for using AI in your mortgage business today. Today, I talked to Carter Zimmerman, the president of Lendesk, about AI. Carter is a technologist as well as one of the brains behind the Finmo application. And we want to talk about AI. And so I had him on. And we shared a whole bunch of different strategies and tactics for using AI and applying it in your mortgage business. And also Carter shares how Lendesk and Blender Spotlight in particular has integrated AI into their tools. Pretty freaking amazing, actually. And if you stick around to the end, I'll actually share how we've implemented AI into our brokerage as well. Hey, my name is Scott Packford. I'm the founder of I Love Mortgage Brokering, the number one podcast for mortgage brokers in Canada. And before we jump into this episode, I want to give a shout out to our title sponsor, Finmo. Finmo is a Canadian mortgage application document collection submission platform. It's very easy to use. They're very innovative, as you'll find out today when we talk about some of their AI integrations. And a couple of things I like, they have smart docs. It automatically knows what documents a client needs. It's got some smart submission notes, so it pulls key data from the application when you hit submit. And then it's integrated right into Lender Spotlight, which means you can search rates guidelines. I think there's like 8,000 different policies or something on there. Insane and uh, really easy to use. Check them out at lendesk.com and check out this conversation with Carter. Hey, Carter, welcome to the show. Hey, Scott. Thanks for having me. Maybe if people know who you are, give me a little bit about your background. So who you are and what you do at Lendesk. Yeah. So my role is president of Lendesk. I've been kind of in the space since 2016, 2017, when we co-founded Finmo. And then in October of 2020, we were acquired by Lendesk and really focusing on that borrower broker interaction. That's where we've kind of made a name for ourselves, smart documents, you know, application upload, easy submission to lenders. That's where we play and making a lot of innovations in the space. Right. And so today, one of the cool things you guys have come up with is an AI integration or AI tool that you've built into some of your stuff. So maybe before I get into that, for people, anybody listening to this, like I'm a big fan of Finmo. We use it, I mean, you know, at our brokerage, but people can use any tool they want, but they tend to, once they try it, they're like, oh, this is actually really easy. It's really slick. So when you think about building these tools, like do you have a philosophy around creating these things? And then we'll get into sort of specifically the AI stuff. Yeah, great question. I think we have to start with a problem. You know, when you really love technology, sometimes it's addicting to try and build tech and find a problem. And we try and start from the opposite side to say, what's the problem we're trying to solve for the broker? What's the problem we're trying to solve for the client? 
And then we work up from there. What's the best technology to use to solve it? So starting with a very clear problem, getting a lot of feedback. I mean, people don't know this. And sometimes I think, you know, you have thousands of users on your platform and, you know, it's like, oh, this one thing you guys haven't changed it yet. It's been like a couple months and it's like, okay, well, we do want you to understand that we get over, you know, a thousand pieces of feedback a month that we're categorizing and tagging. And then we allow, you know, the ones that are the most requested to usually rise to the top and we'll try and target those. So that determines also what we try and, you know, fix or build or add value and solve problems in that way. And so what's an example of something that was on that list that you guys have built out recently, but prior to this AI thing, people probably weren't asking for the AI thing. You guys just saw. So when I saw this stuff come out, I was like, oh, this could be a game changer for what's like a virtual BDM, if you will, like in a way it's like BDMs, like listening to this, your job's going to get easier, you know, once these tools get more and more sophisticated, but yeah, tell me about that. What's something you guys built out recently? Well, many people don't know this, but we have actually a really good compliance manager section in Fenmo. So you have all of your teams and agents and it rolls up into kind of this compliance view. And so you have an easy table that sorts through, has the deal been marked compliant or not? And when the compliance manager went into that file and they were reviewing the documents, they just were like, hey, this is too slow. I'm having to like jump back to the interface and then click this document and approve it. They're like, I just want to be able to like arrow through this. And I want the PDF viewer like in the web app to just show me each document really quickly. So then I can look through them all and mark it as compliant. And it's those little things saves them maybe like five minutes, 10 minutes, but when you're doing a lot of different deals and you can just toggle through them and approve them. So that was like a really small example of something that we launched recently that, you know, had been a big requested feature. So just the feedback from, I didn't tell you this, on my compliance team, I asked my guy, he said, I'm saving at least 10 minutes a file, sometimes wow. 15 minutes. So like last month we did 281 files. That's a lot of minutes Yes, that are, you know, added up. Like even at 10 minutes, that's what, 46 hours of time compressed. So like I approve of this. You know, not that I, you know, I think it was a great upgrade that you guys put in there. It's really cool to hear you say that because to me, sometimes those little features, I'm like, oh yeah, this little thing, no one's going to really like falling out of their chair about that. But then to hear it actually in practice for your brokerage, it's really exciting. Yeah. We're not even that big yet. Like we're still kind (laughs) of, we're still in the growth phase. And so like, I'm like, man, if it saved us 40 hours in a month, like what's that going to look like over the next, you know, three, four or five years. So it's pretty great. Awesome. So, I mean, back to the AI thing, like, you know, that was an example of one we built, but you know, you were kind of mentioning like, how did you get to the AI? Like it couldn't have been something that some people were asking for and you're right. Like it was not, but starting with that problem, one of the things that we saw on Facebook, a lot of the Facebook groups, every day you get on there and there's someone going, Hey, who will do this deal? Or what's the policy for this lender with this particular wonky insert, whatever. And they're kind of crowdsourcing these uh, natural questions that everyone has about policies. We started using ChatGPT and we're starting to ask questions similar to the ones we're seeing on Facebook, like just about our business or just about, you know, we'll go into a few examples of how to use ChatGPT and how to use that AI tool. And we were like, well, what if we built on top of this an engine that could really process all of the policies, it was trained on all the policies to answer natural questions from brokers. So one of the training sets that we used was just all the questions on Facebook. We pulled them onto a spreadsheet and we would just ask it and then figure out if it answered it correctly. We didn't prove that, you know, on the chat GPT side so that our app could actually deliver value to an agent that is just asking any question about any lender's policy. Right. So the Facebook groups are going to be ghost town eventually. 
Although people still will do that. They'll ask things that you can literally go Google. Like, how do I find out? And it's like, freaking Google it, man. Like, I'm just kidding. We ask as many questions as you want. Because here's the thing. The thing about crowdsourcing that I think is interesting is that you do get a variety of answers. You sometimes get wrong answers, but sometimes it'll expand your thinking or somebody will not answer the question, but they'll point you in another direction. And you're like, why are you doing that? Why wouldn't you do this? And you're like, okay, so it's not always necessarily just question and answer. It's question and answer and possible additional information or interaction that can stimulate new pathways, if you will. Yeah. So. And I think the disclaimer, like similar to crowdsourcing something, I think the disclaimer we have throughout here at the very beginning, you know this, you've been using, you know, AI and Spotlight ChatGPT for a little while now. Like you can get what they call hallucinations. Like it's an incorrect answer. The way that these yeah. large language models work is they're trying to predict the next word and the pattern. And so sometimes you'll get something that's incorrect. And we try and filter those out over time through training and people's telling us like, yay or nay. And then we teach the system like why that answer was incorrect and it improves as it goes. But it is good to still like check something, you know, like I could go into a few stories, but like how this is being used at Google and they're still having humans kind of look at different processes and improvements to make sure that like, hey, this isn't totally wrong, right? Like this chat GPT didn't go off the rails here. And I think that like we have to get better at ask, like the quality of the questions matter or the prompt as they call it. So the prompts really matter. And like prompt engineering is going to like almost a thing. It's like people who can design really good prompts. And maybe let's talk about that. You're going to talk about some of this you guys are doing, but maybe if you have some ideas or tips for mortgage brokers in terms of how to use AI, you know, in their business and stuff. And then we'll talk about how you guys have baked it into what your program. Yeah, I think like it's probably a good time to just step back and be like, what is AI? So AI obviously is artificial intelligence. And in its simplest definition, it's the simulation of a human intelligence in a machine. And so really why you're seeing this get hyped so much lately is you have these huge companies that are building these LLMs that have really blown the doors wide open. So OpenAI has built what's the most popular right now is ChatGPT. So if you were to go to OpenAI's website, and this is what I encourage every broker listening to do, because you can't understand this until you try it. Would you agree with that, Scott? Oh, yeah, 100%. And the first time you see it, I mean, if people haven't tried it by now, I'd be shocked if you're in this industry and you're like, you know, but you do need to play around with the idea of using the tools that are available out there. And there's a lot of them. Like, yeah. Exactly. And so... Go on there, try it out, ask a few prompts. But I will go through kind of the tips that we would recommend and how we're using it internally. And maybe Scott, you can share some of your own tips as well. So sure. first yeah. one is probably something that most people wouldn't consider, but I would just throw it out there to kind of make you think a little bit. Your clients are going to be using this. So maybe try it the first time as a client trying to buy a home. Ask it questions like, what should I do in this scenario in my first time buying a home and see what it says because you're going to actually allow yourself to get into your client's mindset. Because guess what? I was getting approved for a mortgage the other day and I had questions. I went to ChatGPT and started asking like, what should I do in this scenario? Here's my preference as a buyer. Like, I know I could do this, but should I? And then you're going to start to understand what those answers are. So you're going to be better able to, I think, understand your client's experience because they're going to start using this tool as well. Right. I totally agree with that. A lot of companies have put AI into their ecosystem, and one of them, Snapchat, has AI friend, basically. I don't know if you've heard of this. I have. I so my it. daughter, who's 14, she set up her, it's basically her virtual boyfriend, right? She's <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't even know what I think of this. But she's asking you questions and stuff, and it's chatting back and forth. And if you're 14 and you have this virtual friend, let's call it a virtual friend, 
by the time you're 24 and you've asked it everything and it knows your preferences, you're going to ask it, hey, where should I get a mortgage? Like it's going to be second nature. And then whoever's, you know, embedded or has opportunities within those platforms is going to be a massive opportunity because it'll be like, oh, here's what you should do. And look, I can connect you right now. Kind of like Iron Man, you know, it'll be like, hey, Jarvis, go get me a, I want to get a mortgage. And he's like, no problem, Scott, here's what I got for you. I'm going to go get your documents from your secure portal and give it to them. Yep. Okay. Da, 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 da. You know, 10 years from now, I would not be surprised if that's possible. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, absolutely. Well, I tell my wife, I called ChatGBT dad, like, you know, obviously I have a real dad and he'd be laughed if I was like, you know, saying that if he was listening to this, but it's this idea of like the questions that I need answers to that are just so like, you know, how should I prime the walls in Denver, Colorado in a dry environment? Asking it questions that are just so random and it's so much better than Google because it just delivers me like a concrete answer, right? And it's something that, right. you know, it's hard. I don't want to search through a video anymore. I don't want to like watch a YouTube because it's like my time is a premium. I don't even want to get to minute two to find that answer within that video. I just want ChatGPT to generate the answer. And that's a very interesting observation of the evolution of how we want information. And I think that brokers listening to this should consider that when talking to borrowers, like the directness, the speed of answers is really important. You know, probably another basic one is website copy generation, but not even website copy. There are tools now that you can actually generate whole websites and you can feed it perhaps your values, what you believe about your business. We did that. That's, oh, you did? Yeah. Mortgage.com is built on. Yeah. I'll tell you the story when you're done about what happened there, but yeah. Go ahead. Tell us what happened. So we were a fast growing brokerage and we had quite a few agents. I didn't even have a website. Like literally a buddy of mine say, messages me and say like, somebody's using your company name and they're running ads against it when you search it. So I see competitors are using your company name and he's like, I don't even see your website. I was like, oh shoot, I better fix this. Because <laughs> it's just one of those things that kept pushing down the road. And then I went to this website called durable.ai and I put it in there. Literally, it was like, no problem. Change the images, change the text, designed it. And it's pretty good. It's not perfect, but like, and now I've got a company that allowed me to get something up fast, like much faster than Wix or any of these other, I don't want to go in there and like manipulate it to work on, you know, mobile versus that's a painful, basically. And so this was very quick. So that was one that we actually used. So you could go see it. Even right now, brxmortgage.com is built on an AI. We did not, I did not build that. Love that. Love that. Awesome. Yeah. I think copywriting is a very interesting one. So like website copy generation or trying to sell with text. I think that if you're writing, you know, you could say a prompt, something like help me design a homepage as a Canadian mortgage broker in this area and design for these SEO keywords, like go on Google, like find out what people are searching in the area and say like for these specific terms, help me rank higher with website copy. And then you just let ChatGPT, like literally like you could deliver as messy as I just kind of like articulated that, you could put that into ChatGPT and it would deliver you the copy for a homepage. Now, once you get that copy, here's where most people, they read it and they're like, okay, like this is kind of good. But really the power is the improvements past that first response. So you read it yes. and then you can start messing around with like tone. Okay, now I want you to optimize it for persuasion and conversion. Now I want you to generate four different headlines that get a borrower how much they can afford. And it'll deliver you four new headlines. Like you start to really dig in. It starts to kind of get a vision for what you're trying to accomplish. And you keep altering the prompts. You could then even bring in different tonal styles. So you could start to say things like, Write the uh, copy like Apple. That's something that I use a lot because Apple has this very epic, simple style. And you can use that as a style on your own homepage to write it through that lens. 
Oh, that's cool. So it's all about the prompt quality. And then, of course, you're going to continue to edit. What I'd heard, I think, was Dan Martell said that with AI, it's 10, 80, 10. Or somebody said this to me. So 10% is the, the prompt engineering, the questions. 80% is the work that it's going to do in order to figure out. And then the last 10% is you coming back in there and asking, clarifying questions, changing the tonality, right? And so I think that's the key is that don't do a one and done because you're really missing out on the power of this thing. And it's probably not going to be exactly what you want. But I don't think anybody should ever suffer from writer's block ever again. Like writer's block should be dead yeah. because of AI. Because you can start there and then now you just have to edit. And it's very fast and remembers what you were saying before. So it can be like, hey, one of the, the tricks that I like to do is I like to give it an identity. Hey, you are a copywriter for a da 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 And I literally, and it says, do you understand? Yes. And so now you could say... You're a copywriter, you work for Apple, you know, you're extremely persuasive, da, 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 da. do you understand? It says yes. Now, everything you ask after that is through the lens of that identity. And then I found that to be another like trick or for making the content a bit more specific, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that sometimes it struggles for me. What I've realized is that I'll, you know, I'll say like generate 20 different social media posts and, you know, use emojis. Like it's actually like it speeds up the way that you create a lot of these social posts. But what I've noticed is that mm -hmm. it does have the tendency to get a little bit more, it gets a little bit cheesy and a little bit surface level. So, you know, the prompts that I usually follow up with are like, make this more dry. And I'll have it be a little bit more epic, a little bit more dry, a little bit more intriguing. I'll ask it to do these things, to rewrite it in these different ways. And I start to get my own style within that. So like, I would encourage people not to take a first, like, the game has changed entirely. If you're not using this for like your emails, you know, all the time I'll write an email and I'll throw it in there and I'll say, make this more concise and more understandable, especially if it's a complex topic and I'm pitching someone or I'm following up after a meeting, I'll use it. And then I'll say like, alter it to be a little bit more empathetic or a little bit, you know, and you can do all of this and massage these texts and it happens so fast. You have to try it if you're writing email marketing copy, you know, like a prompt, write me a three-part email series on the first-time homebuyer or for the first-time homebuyer with tips and calls to actions to get pre-qualified, include why it's important to get pre-qualified. These are amazing prompts. So writing has changed entirely. You used to be able to, when I first, you could say, make it clickbaity and it would actually do it. Now it's like, we won't do that. So you got to use the word persuasive, make it more persuasive. Yeah. So I'm like, give me, you know, 10 clickbaity titles for an email about X, yeah. right? And then it would give you the different topics. So yeah, it's very good. Another one that Denise tells me she uses is add empathy. Yeah. So she's sending an email to a client. She's very direct, right? Their language is probably why I like her because I'm the same way. And she'll drop the email and go add empathy. And it's like, oh, okay. So that it's like, oh, just, I should do that talking to my kids sometimes. You know, yeah, just, I love it. I'll actually but, read you. I'll pull it up right here. Probably when this airs, the webinar for this AI release and this product will have already happened. But used a combination of my own copywriting, because I used to do a lot of copywriting and marketing, and I paired it with ChatGPT. And it was kind of, it really is this dance of you two working together. And, you know, yeah. some of the headlines that we came up for this Lender Spotlight AI Assistant, which analyzes all these policies, some headlines were your personalized efficiency partner, say goodbye to hours of research sifting through dense policy documents. Our AI assistant distills vast policies into concise, understandable insights, like brilliant copy, right? Like, and it's a combination of right. writing some stuff and me asking it to write it in a different tone. Another one was unrivaled intelligence tailored for you. Like I thought that one was great. And then another one was years ahead of its time and minutes to get started. Like these are 
brilliant headlines, right? So it like, took me a long time to come up with something like that. But I like that sort yeah. of the play on that. So writing is uh, huge. Any other tips or tricks for using, you know, chat GPT or AI yeah. in your oh, yeah, business? Oh yeah, yeah, a couple more. So huge one is transcript summarization. And we use a plugin. We're experimenting with one called Tactic, T-A-C-T-I-Q. I'm not even sure it's the best one. Like I've looked at a few others, but really I've even got, you know, more experimental where I'll just have Google Meet transcribe the call. So just use the in-house like transcription. And then I'll actually take key parts of the meeting and I'll throw it into ChatGPT and say like, summarize this meeting into five points. Summarize the next action items and who's supposed to do them. Create an email follow-up to this client of what was agreed to in this call. And it will do all of that for me. And that saves me hours, right? And I think that a broker, it would serve them. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. We do, I do a lot of meetings. It'd be cool that be like, okay, like we made a decision on something, let's say, and then it's like, okay, tell it to write the email. Yeah. It's basically sitting there listening to you and then write the email to the person. Yeah, tactic. So it'll, Ooh, it'll like analyze the transcript as it's coming in and it'll highlight key points or key action items. And then it has this interface that you go to and it shows like, what the talking times were, like which percentage you were talking versus the client. And that can be helpful in sales. But then you can actually go ahead and say, summarize, and it'll give you the summary. And then you can actually click a button that says, write the email follow-up. And it'll actually write it for you. And of course, you need to tweak these things. They aren't perfect right when they come out, but they give you a leg up and a head start and they really help you save some time. I'd be interested to hear of mortgage brokers using this in their discovery calls, their strategy calls, like to fine tune those follow-ups. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Another one that I used recently was a plugin, I can't remember what it was called, but it was for Google Sheets and probably Excel as well. And basically it would create the formula. So you'd say, take the data from column A, do this, and you just write it in natural language. And all of a sudden, boom, it spits out the formula. And you're like, cause I'm not, I've never been trained on that stuff. And I was able to create some pretty cool formulas that I would have taken forever to figure out. And it was just, so fast. I love that. Let's keep so, let's keep rattling these uh, off. This might help someone out there, right? So sure. like another one that you just reminded totally. me of is code interpreter. So it's this idea that you take spreadsheets of data, you feed it to code interpreter, and then you're able to write queries in natural language. So let's say you took your whole entire CRM, your database of clients, and you wanted to pull insights like where you're strong. Maybe you have data on like when the applications came in, when they closed, and you just want insights. I can't even really think about what those insights might be off the top of my head. You could have all that data in there. And instead of having to learn how to like code, you could just say, basically, you're essentially in natural language querying a database. And that's where our CTO, when he was like, you're using natural language to query data. The average person can have access to this. That's when his mind was like, oh, this is really something here. So put your uh, data into Code Interpreter. Obviously, you know, you want to check the security and privacy policy on all these tools you're using, because if you're putting PII, you might want to anonymize your data to stay safe. That's really important. Take out the PII. But yeah, it can give you insights. And then the other part that you just reminded me of was Zapier. So I know we've talked about Zapier a few times and the strength of using Finmo plus Zapier to connect to different tools. So one of the things you can do in Zapier now is use natural language to create zaps. So you could take Finmo and you could take another application and you could say, every time a new deal is created in Finmo, create a pipe drive deal card and it actually sets the zap up for you so it's even easier now to connect your your instance of finmo to whatever tool we're gonna be so dumb like we're like <laughs> i'm just kidding we're gonna be so dumb we're gonna be like, 
I don't know how to do anything. <laughs> like it's crazy the power of this stuff. Yeah, I like that one too. That's a good idea. Any other like tips and tricks? One other thing I'll say about prompt engineering. So here's the formula that I've used: content type plus voice plus topic refine plus audience. So it's really long. I'll probably do a video on this. So write a blog post content type in a casual tone. That's the voice about the three secrets of a reverse mortgage. That's the topic for seniors. And so then it like, and it'll literally like to spit that out. So you can switch it up. You can make, write a tweet storm for that blog post, write a, you know, captions, write it into an email. And now you can be the top three secrets of second mortgages for investors. You know, again, it's not going to be perfect, but it's going to get you 80% of the way down the road. And then if you have some, you know, inside knowledge, like most mortgage brokers do, now you can edit it and then tweak it from there. Right. So love that. So I have a question for you. It's a bit you know, putting you on the spot here, but how do you think about like, we would be remiss if we didn't discuss, there's probably brokers out there that are actually really scared of this technology, right? They actually are really afraid of like, am I going to be replaced? Oh, how do I think about it? It was Dan Martell for sure said this. He said, you're not going to be replaced by AI. You're going to be replaced by a person using mm -hmm. AI. And so you have a choice to make, are you going to adopt the new technology and make yourself more efficient? Like it's like an upgrade mm -hmm. that you don't want to use. I'm dealing with a financial advisor right now on an RESP for my kids going to university. I have to print off documents and, and I'm like, what is he doing? Like, I wouldn't use this person now for anything. And he's my age. I literally like, there's no digital signatures that I can send you. Like, I really got to do this. And so I feel like you do not want to be the broker who decides I'm going to just ignore this. I think you ignore it to your own detriment because somebody will be using it and they will out like compete out horsepower. Yeah, yeah that's sure. actually the, that's the exact notes that I had here was that exact quote was, you know, the brokers that are embrace this are going to be able to out compete. And then I do go like, you know, if they're looking for that efficiency gain, I think they're going to get it. If they're looking for that client experience to make that better. I think they're going to get it by using AI. And then I also think that going even further out, when it comes to fraud, I'm really curious how this is going to play out. Like we're now creating anyone has the ability to create like a deep fake. Now you just reminded me of something that every broker should know about this spoof attack that happened to someone in our company. Their dad had done some charity work, got a call from the charity, like one of the head people running the charity. It was in her voice and it was saying, Hey, I need you to go and buy some gift cards for this conference that we're doing. And he had given to this cause before. So he's already like warmed up to this person. Come to find out is a total AI hack. It was a spoof, like asking for, you know, this gift card thing. And so I'm cognizant to say, like, even you, you have so much content online now, like it's very possible a BRICS agent could get a phone call from Scott Peckford in your voice, and they could be asking for you oh, to do something for them. And so everyone needs to be aware of this. They need to know that this is possible. Like you hang up the phone and you call Scott to make sure it's actually him. And you need to be really careful on the fraud side. But I think AI will be able to help. I don't phone many people, but yes, that's a terrifying thought. It is. It is. Like I heard of this similar one where it was a child calling a parent saying, hey, what's my social security number? I can't remember. I need it. Yep. And it was like they were basically fishing for information on somebody, but they had this person's voice and they could use it to go like, yeah, it, there's going to be downsides to everything like to this as well. So that's a really yep. good point. So I think it's been an interesting discussion about AI. How have you guys specifically implemented this into some broker yeah, tools yeah. there's some stuff you guys have coming out which i think yeah cool. so, i mean going back to like we saw this need in the marketplace of you have two different types of users that are going to use lender spotlight ai assistant the first is you know your newer 
broker who might be overwhelmed by the amount of choices there are, the amount of, you know, if my value prop is to my client, like I'm going to look at these different options for you. You want to deliver on that, but it's a lot of policy data to digest. So it's going to be a lot easier for that new broker who's a little overwhelmed. Come in, type whatever you want, get the answer. It spits out all the different answers, all the different policies you can dig into, show detail to ask more questions on that kind of chat service. And then additionally, we're going to expand it to hopefully include rates as well. So that'll be kind of interesting to be able to ask rate mm -hmm. questions, but right now it's limited to policies. The veteran is going to be able to use it for kind of a tough deal or something that's you know, new to market. So a new policy they aren't as familiar with, they're going to be able to come on and ask a question and get a pretty fast answer that's accurate. Yeah. And they're going to be able to help their client even faster. So when is this going to be available? Is it available now, I guess? And then where would they go to find out more? So if you go to lindus.com, we're going to have a landing page that's going to spell out exactly how this works, like as a feature. So you'll go to our main website and you can navigate to Lender Spotlight. We'll tell you all about it, but honestly, just sign up for Lender Spotlight and try it. It's like we were saying earlier today, like we're doing the webinar on Thursday, the 21st of September, and it will be live that day. There'll be a week free trial. And then from that point forward, if you have Lender mm -hmm. Spotlight Platinum, and this is an add-on service because as we were discussing before, this new technology is expensive. And I'd love for the industry to look at this new tool as something very, very early and very groundbreaking. And we want your feedback. There's a thumbs up, thumbs down on every answer that we spit out with this AI to help improve it. And we'd love your help to actually build something truly unique. So it's going to be $30 a month. And that's on top of the Lender Spotlight Platinum subscription that you already have. But I want you to think about the value that you're going to get out of that. The speed of responses, powering something that's truly unique, and it's only going to get better for you and your team. So definitely check it out and sign up and try it. Right. That's awesome, man. I love it. And the last thing I'll say about this whole AI thing is when I saw this, what my eye and you guys, this is exactly what you guys have done, is that people who have unique data sets... So you've got 8,000, whatever how many documents you have there of like lender policies. And you take the engine from ChatGPT because ChatGPT has just climbed the web and it's made itself very smart. Apparently it taught itself calculus and other languages and just like insane things that they didn't expect it to do. But our unique data sets that are not accessible necessarily to these bots. And so you take the engine and you apply it to your unique data set. And that's where the real multiplication, the power comes in because now you've got, you know, like an accelerator well, exactly. well. So exactly. I, I and I think, it. I mean, like just to crystallize it for people, you've done that in your own company with your sales material, right? Like, you know, you've actually like trained it on like hours of content. Totally right, Carter. We have actually implemented AI into our brokerage, in particular into sales training. And I'll jump into that at the end of this episode. But anyway, this has been an awesome chat, man. Where can people find out more? You go to lendes.com, right? Slash Finmo, is that yeah, the best yeah, place to send them? Lendes.com is the best place to go. You're going to get all of our tools in the drop down, right? In the toolbar, you can navigate to Finmo, you can navigate to Lender Spotlight, you can go anywhere you want, really. Right. This has been awesome. Good chat with you, Carter. We'll have to have you back on yeah, at some point. Yeah, just to the iceberg, this AI stuff goes real deep. So we can, we can have a follow up, more advanced tips if people are wanting it. All right. Thanks again for listening to this episode. Again, go check out lendes.com if you want to find out how their program can help you become more efficient. As I was saying to Carter in this episode, like as a broker owner, the efficiency in just the way that we can now do compliance has been amazing. That's just one of the benefits. So one of the things I've been looking at, and I, and I mentioned this in the conversation with Carter, is that when you have a unique data set and then you apply the AI engine to it, this is where magical things can happen. And so 
We've been running a, this brokerage now for two years and we have hundreds of training videos. Sales training in particular is where we're really good sales marketing. And so we have a, what we call Janet and it stands for just another excellent technology. And Janet is our virtual sales coach. And so you can ask Janet any sales related question like, how do I leave a voicemail that gets a callback? What are some ideas, value adds that I can use for getting realtors? What do I say when a realtor says X, whatever, insert anything, and then Janet will answer your question using AI engine and our proprietary training and data. And it is pretty freaking amazing, actually. And the whole idea is, is to help our agents or help them get answers quicker because, you know, we do have answers and they're in the training modules or they're in the calls that we do. But then sometimes you just, I just want the answer now and how do I find it? And so this is one of the cool things about implementing technology like this. And so I'm, I'm very excited about how it's already been going. And we have only trained it on sales though. We knew, or I had the suspicion, I didn't know actually till guys like Lendesk and other companies were gonna use AI and policy. And I was like, that's not our specialty. And we don't have the data set of 8,000 policies or whatever they have. And so we thought, let's just focus on the thing we do have, which is this sales training content. And so now we have implemented that into our brokerage. And so it's been a ton of fun to create and watch it grow and get better. And then the cool part is, is that when it gives you the answer, it also, gives you the links to the references from where it actually found it. So it's like, hey, it's, you got this data set and it's gonna give you the answer in natural language. And then it's like, oh, but if you wanna go check my work, essentially you can go do that. So anyways, it's a super cool thing that we've been uh, experimenting with. And so far it's been uh, pretty awesome. Thanks again for listening to this episode. Hopefully you got some ideas for your mortgage business or certainly got inspired about where things are going. I do believe that we got to get ahead. You know, I think Wayne Gretzky said, skate to where the puck is going and AI is where the puck is going. And so you need to be implementing this and integrating into your business wherever you can and improving uh, the stuff that you're doing. Thanks again. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.